0: Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was set to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. The announcement of the coming of Jesus to Mary is one of our usual scriptures at Christmas. It's one of those scriptures that we like to read because it reminds us of how the first Christmas began. It really started with an announcement, an angel, the angel Gabriel coming to Mary to let her know what was about to happen. We know that Mary was engaged to Joseph who was of the tribe of David This was to fulfill the promise that God had made, that out of the line of David, the Messiah would come. Mary was a virgin. She was engaged, but not yet married. She had prepared herself for this new life. She was a young woman, and she was about to begin the next chapter in her life. Mary, as a young girl, knew that as a virgin, she couldn't have children yet that it was after marriage that she would be able to do that. The angel greeted her, and it must have been an incredible sight. I can only imagine her face when she saw this angel standing before her and greeting her and calling her favored one. Remember, Mary's a young girl. She's unmarried. She hasn't done anything in her life yet. She's basically just getting started. And the angel calls her a favored one. This must have been so confusing to her. Like the scripture says, it was perplexing. She couldn't imagine herself as a favored one because she really hadn't done anything yet. And as she was wondering what this greeting could mean, we're told that the angel tells her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. I mean... That must have been such an incredible announcement to her. Before anything else happens, Mary discovers that she has been favored by God, that God has looked upon her with favor, unmerited favor, because she didn't do anything to deserve it. The angel then told her she would conceive in her womb and bear a son, and that she would call him Jesus. And this is great because this saved her from having to pick a name, you know? That's one of the hard things when you, when you find out you're expecting is finding the right name for your child. Mary didn't have to do that. The angel told her, you will call him Jesus. Now this is a lot to take in. Finding out you're gonna have a baby and you're not even married must have been difficult for Mary, but the angel doesn't stop there. He goes on to give her more details about Jesus And who he will be. She says he will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will see no end. I mean, this is so much information for a young woman who's not even married, that she's gonna have a son, and he's gonna be great. And he's gonna inherit the kingdom of David. Mary said to the angel, Back up a moment. I don't think you understand. I'm a virgin. How is this gonna work out? How am I having a baby when I'm not even married? It is interesting that Mary could not get over the fact that she was a virgin. It's repeated in the scripture several times to make a point to, to say that she was a virgin and she knew that as a virgin, she couldn't have children. And therefore, this fact really got her stuck. She couldn't get past it. She didn't hear the part about him being great. She didn't hear the part about him inheriting the kingdom. She didn't hear about his kingdom having no end. She was still stuck at the part that she was having a baby. I mean, this was life-shattering, changing event. This was something that was going to completely turn her world upside down. So she just couldn't get over that part. And the angel explained, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. So this partially explains what's going to happen, right? God himself is going to be the father of this child. This is not going to be some ordinary child. She's told that he's going to be holy. And, you know, finding out you're going to have a baby is already a lot to take in. Finding out you're having the Son of God must have been incredible pressure. Can you imagine knowing that you will be the mother of the Son of the Most High, the living God? the creator of the universe, and you are going to be his son's mother. That's a lot to take in. Your child being holy is an interesting concept when you really think about it. Does that mean that Jesus was going to be the perfect child, never making any mistakes, always doing everything right? I mean, he was definitely going to be special, but what did Mary hear in herself when she heard the word holy? She must have probably thought back to the Old Testament and to the understanding of holy as something that is separated for God. And then she must have thought back at the Old Testament scriptures that describe God as holy holy. And I don't know if at this moment she was able to make the full connection, but when you really think of holy and you think about God, you think about the same thing. God is holy. He is holiness. He calls us to be holy. And therefore, in a way, the angel was letting Mary know this child that you're going to have is not just the Son of God. He is God. He is going to be God in the flesh. He didn't put it in those words, but this was what the angel was hinting at, that this was not just going to be some ordinary child. And then the angel drops another announcement bomb. And, you know, they just keep coming. I mean, this angel has so much to tell her. He tells her, oh, by the way, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and she's already in her sixth month, and she was said to be barren. You know, for nothing is impossible with God. And you know, God sometimes just shows off, you know. He was trying to let Mary know that her virgin birth was possible. And how did he show her that? He explained that Elizabeth, who was said to be barren because she was already too old in their own eyes to have children, she was pregnant with a child and already in her sixth month. You know, Elizabeth was a woman that even her husband had probably given up on the prospect of having children with her because they were so old already. It's not that they hadn't tried to have children back then, children were celebrated and people like to have large families. It was that up to this point she had not been granted that gift, but God here saw an opportunity not only to bring somebody into the world who would prepare the way for Jesus, but also as a way to show Mary that there was really nothing impossible for him. Because if he could bring life out of Elizabeth's womb, he could do it out of Mary's. Maybe we have declared this year of 2020 barren, like Elizabeth was declared barren. Maybe we've considered this year unfruitful because of all the terrible things that have happened with COVID and all the impact that it's had on our daily lives. But we must not forget that we serve a God for whom nothing is impossible. God can still turn our mourning into gladness. He can turn our mourning into dancing. He can still redeem this year and this Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. He can still remind us that Jesus is what's really important in our lives and that all of the other things that we tend to worry about don't matter as much. What might seem to us as a write-off year to God can be the year in which he works a miracle in our lives to bring us into a deeper relationship with him. You know, God is still in the business of making all things new. He is still in the business of saving and reconciling us to God. Jesus is still in the business of being the light of the world that pushes out the darkness. Well, when Mary heard all that the angel had to say about Jesus, her response was just incredible. She said, "Here I am, I the servant of the Lord. Let it be Let it be with me according to your word." And then the angel departed from her. Now, I don't know if many of us would have been so bold as to accept the will of God so openly and so readily in our lives if we knew that the will of God was about to turn our lives completely upside down. I can't imagine the hundreds of questions that must have flooded Mary's mind as to what would happen in her life, how Joseph would take the news, how her family would respond, how her town would react to her having a baby and not even being married. But none of these things, none of these questions seemed to be enough to keep Mary from accepting the call that God had placed on her life to be the mother of Jesus. Here am I the servant of the Lord. She was willing to trust that the message brought by this angel was true and that she was about to do something that God wanted her to do. And that was enough for her. Now today you might not have an angel telling you that you're going to have a baby Or that you will be great and his, that your baby will be great and that his kingdom will have no end or that he will inherit the kingdom of David. But today I do want you to hear God calling you, calling you his favored one, calling you to help usher the kingdom of Jesus into the world. I want you to hear that he wants you to birth new testimonies and experiences with him and that the love affair that God has with you is not over but it's just beginning, that it will have no end if you continue to love Jesus and celebrate him as your Lord and Savior. I want you to hear that God still speaks into each one of our lives as he did into Mary's through that angel on that day. I also want you to remember that You are the Lord's servant. You know, to be a servant is to be at the will of the master. To be a servant is to acknowledge that he is the master and not we, ourselves. The master is the one that sets the agenda for the servant to carry out. The master is the one that tells you what to do and how to do it and when to do it. So if you have been acting as your own master Instead of letting Jesus be your master, this is your come to Jesus moment. He wants you to let it be in your life according to his word and his will. He wants you to surrender your will to him as Mary did on that day when she accepted what God had planned for her life. God has a plan for each one of us, but it's up to us to accept that plan and then to carry it out. When the angel departed, I'm sure that Mary had more questions than answers. Yet one thing she was sure of was that God had visited her through this angel and that God had an incredible plan for her life. Part of her must have been uneasy and concerned for what was to come, but part of her was excited that God had this incredible plan laid out for her and that she wouldn't be doing it alone but that God would be with her throughout that plan. Today, I hope you feel like God has visited you through this message and that this message has reaffirmed for you that God has a plan for your life. Like Mary, you probably have some questions. You probably feel like you don't deserve to be called favored one. You probably wonder how things are gonna play out But how will you respond to this visitation and this message? I hope that your response is similar to Mary's. I hope you respond to this message by saying, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. I hope you respond in faith, trusting that if God has called you into new life, he will be with you through it, and he will see you into the future. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for calling us as you did, Mary. We thank you for telling us, O Lord, that you have a plan for our lives. We ask that you will continue to reveal your will for us every single day. And that when we hear it, O Lord, we'll be willing to obey it and to follow it as your servants. Help us to continue to declare Jesus as our Lord and our Master. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.